Hi, Insiders. Welcome back to a new episode of Disney Movie Insiders Presents. I'm Hunter, and today we'll be returning to the magic with an insider's look at Willow. Building on the events from the 1988 film, audiences will once again discover Willow Uffgood and meet a vibrant group of young heroes on a journey beyond the Shattered Sea. The adventurers will test their personal relationships and force them to overcome their biggest fears and discover the magic that lies within. The world that Willow takes place in really blew me away. From the lush landscapes to the creature designs to the well-developed characters, Willow is so rich with deep lore and magic that it felt familiar yet brand new at the same time. And I'm so excited to talk with the cast and crew. First, we're talking to John Kasdan, Willow's writer and executive producer. Welcome, John. Thank you so much. Good to be here. John, do you remember what it was like the first time you watched the movie Willow? I do. You know, it was it was a meaningful and impactful movie in my life because I was eight years old and and it was very frightening and very scary and also very funny and very romantic. And those were all things that even at eight years old, I was pretty interested in. And it connected with me profoundly um, from that moment on and had an influence not just on my personality and my sense of humor, but on the way I saw stories, you know, there George had taken a fairy tale and given it this reality and and tactile truth that was really surprising and really kind of thrilling. It sounds like you're the perfect person for this project, honestly. And going off that, we heard that you were integral in bringing back Willow. Do you remember when did yes. that idea come about? Well, that's, you You know, I, I may or may not. It's to the fans to decide whether I was the perfect person to do it. But I am the person who who made it happen because I loved it so much and and sort of willed it into existence. You know, I'd been around the Star Wars movies from Force Awakens to Solo, which, you know, was was an incredible experience and got to meet Warwick on the set of Solo, where we I had explicitly written his character of Weasel from Phantom Menace into Solo, because I thought, first of all, the timing worked out enough that I could justify it. But really, it was just to bring Warwick onto the set and 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 see him then when he wasn't in a Ewok costume or a droid costume or anything but himself. So I got that opportunity to be with him and, and talk to him and get to know him a little bit. And then I met Ron Howard and, and it seemed and proved to be true that he was just as passionate as I was about making more Willow stories. And, uh, and between the two of us, I think me with that fan's enthusiasm and he with that creator's authority, we were able to convince Kathy to let us try to make it work. And the timing with with the launch of Disney Plus was impeccable. And it just created a place where a story like this could could live. Wow. What a what a beautiful story to tell, too. You mentioned Solo or Star Wars story. So when you're writing Willow, are you drawing upon past experience, either writing Solo or even like with something with a younger cast like Dawson's Creek? Yes, absolutely. I mean, so much of the work that I, I had been writing before I got involved with Lucasfilm was about teenagers and and the sort of heightened experience of being hopelessly romantic teenagers. So there was an element of that in sort of everything I write. And I think even in Solo, you know, one of the things we tried to sort of explore was a preformed Han Solo, someone who was still figuring out who he was and what he wanted and hadn't yet developed the shell of cynicism that is so thin throughout his life. So it was part of the process of sort of developing these kind of stories to lean into my more personal writing always. And with Willow, it seemed like the perfect opportunity because 
here we had at the end of the movie, this baby who was vulnerable and small and, and really kind of had no, no one to look after her. And we thought the reason to do Willow would be to tell a story about a girl in that situation and, and how she sort of comes into her power as a sorceress. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I I watched the whole series and I loved it. And the movie does end on such like it's like almost a cliffhanger. Oh like, God. oh, I want to see more of what yeah, happens. It's got a slightly abrupt ending in that way because you're like, okay, well, she's gonna live with Sorsha, and you know, she was bad like two hours ago, but she's okay now. She's been turned <laughs> to the good side. And this totally untrustworthy father figure who's sort of a mess. And Warwick's, you know, Willow's gonna go back home and and be with his family. So. It did feel unfinished to me in a way that really suggested more stories. What do you think lends itself to episodic television? Instead of just doing like a sequel, another movie, what lends itself yeah. to episodic? Well, I think that when when Ron sort of wisely saw Disney Plus as our, our best way to, to get this project moving forward, we both made a sort of very conscious decision that to do so, we'd have to lean more into character, more into sort of comedy and, and the fun of being on an adventure with Warwick Davis over the course of eight episodes in ways that, frankly, movies just didn't afford, you know, which is like you wanted the scenes where Willow wakes up in the middle of the night and he has to, you know, go use the bathroom or whatever, and then come back and somebody's woken up also and they have a conversation and having the space for those kind of moments and that kind of humanness in the context of this giant fantasy felt like a lot of fun to everyone. Yeah, and it, it's a it really calls for it too. The story really lends itself to an episodic series. You know, it is. It's all suggested by the movie too, because Val and and Warwick brought such a humanity to their interaction and such a realism. You could just feel like you were out there with them, and that's what you'd wanted to be more than anything. You know, totally, totally. Uh, do you personally have a favorite episode of the show? I do. I, the seventh episode is sort of my favorite episode because, first of all, the, the imagery of the Shattered Sea is sort of the, the imagery that was closest to my heart and sort of existentially a, a nightmare and a fantasy of mine forever. And this idea that, that it's sort of a metaphor for these characters seeking to face some demon within themselves felt very neat to me. And then at the end of it, there's a moment between Elora and Kit that is all the thematic stuff that I hope the show is about, about friendship and trust and faith in your fellow man, which, you know, I'm not a guy who talks in those lofty terms usually, but at the heart of my work are some very humanistic ideals. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, I could talk to you for hours, but yeah, I think we no, have to wrap up talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Jonathan. Appreciate oh, you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. We'll talk again. All right. Let's talk to some of the cast, starting with Ellie Bamber and Tony Revolori, who play Dove and Graydon. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, how you doing? Hi, thank you for You're having us. Well. Yeah, thanks for being here. So can you tell us a little bit about what your journey was like joining the cast of Willow? H had you had you actually seen the the original movie before? Yeah, I'd seen the original movie back when I was, you know, maybe six, seven or something like that with my family. I loved it. So when this came around, I was extremely excited. And it was just a simple audition <laughs> that involved my little brother grabbing a hose and just wetting me down. But yeah, beyond that, after that, I had a conversation with John on Zoom. And then it was kind of smooth sailing from there. 
I hadn't seen the movie until I heard about the show, but then I watched the film and just totally fell in love with it. I thought it was just so fun and it had such an original tone that was so special and and it didn't take itself too seriously. And I just thought the performances were wonderful too. I thought Warwick was so full of hope and life and Joanne was just the best female lead. That's great. Yeah, I'm the same way. I didn't see it until the the show was coming out and I was like, "Oh wow, where has where has this been all my life?" Can you can you tell us a little bit about the the characters? What drew you guys to these characters? I play Dove, who is a kitchen maid, and she makes the best buttered muffins <laughs> in all of the land. And she falls in love with the prince, but she really wants to go on the quest to find him but no one else will really really wants her to go with them but she is filled with like determination and so much brave bravery honesty she doesn't care what people think of her and she kind of persists and goes on this quest and she enters kind of a, a journey of, of self-discovery as, along with the physical journey that we all go on on the quest uh i play great and haster a prince of Galadorn who comes and uh, gets kind of forced upon this quest, even though he doesn't want to go and no one really wants him to go. Uh, he's quite a shy, introverted, um, book smart individual, maybe not so uh, world smart. And so uh, <laughs> he doesn't really believe in himself and kind of scarred by past trauma. Um, in the end, being on this journey with this new almost found family helps him move on from from those uh, past issues and kind of forgive himself. Yeah, I, I was really touched by that. I was honestly tearing up a couple of times watching oh, his arc. Um, word on the street is you guys went to a, a month long boot camp in Wales. Yeah. Is that right? Can you tell me a little bit about what that was all about? Yeah, no, it was about, uh, like you said, a month long uh, where we were learning all the skills that we would need to and and kind of training ourselves for what would be unknowingly a very, very physical shoot. I learned how to ride a horse and we did sword training and weapons training, physical PT. Uh, and then things got a little bit more individualistic from there. You know, I learned to kind of read and write the runes that they have in the, in, the, in this world. And yeah, and, and it was beyond that kind of rehearsals and everything for us to kind of bond together. And they would constantly switch out who was going and doing pair of horse riding and this and that. And it was really fun. Yeah, I mean, the rehearsals were really great. Like it was great to kind of hear the dialogue out loud and to figure out each other's kind of rhythms when it came to the particular scenes that kind of go into a lot of emotional detail and stuff. Um, and some of those kind of either romantic scenes or ones that kind of mimic some of the modern ways that people talk about love and like um, other other things. That sounds pretty intensive. Is that like a common thing for a month-long boot camp for a production? Have you experienced something like that before? I I have. Oh. It wasn't quite a month, but it was like, I think we did two or three weeks when I did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, where we did like a lot of intense fight training and stuff um, for that. We were actually were in a barn just doing, doing oh. a bit of a boot camp for that, but not in the same intensity as this. I think that was only like three or three or something weeks and this was like four. So, um, yeah. but no, and also like this, I feel it's like they managed pack. to pack a lot of stuff into yeah. the month that we did. It was really cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, it all felt so real. Um, you touched on how you guys bonded a bit. Can you talk a little bit more about like what bonding was like on and even offset? 
Um, yeah, you know, beyond the days that we were on set and, you know, every day, whoever was on set would kind of have lunch together if it ended up working out that way. And a lot of times it was bonding over Nando's. We did small little trips up like to see some certain sites and waterfalls and things like that. And the most common was just grabbing dinner after, you know, a work day or people would go into someone's house and we would watch movies or just hang out and talk about the day or whatever it was. We somehow didn't get sick of each other. Yeah, you really feel very close knit. Um, I have one last question for you guys. What do you think it is about the story of Willow that really draws fans in? I, I think the um, story of like anyone can be a hero and how unlikely heroes within the, within the story is such an important theme and the th- and the message of kind of hope that it brings and the fact that you know we're all just figuring it out and that's okay and we're all just like you know getting to know ourselves and along the way we might have some trials and tribulations but we'll get there in the end. And the fun. Yeah, it's, it's the fun. such a fun show. Doesn't take um, itself seriously. We, yeah, we don't. And, and I think that's kind of like um, similar to the original film, which is that we get to have fun. We get to be the fun fantasy show that doesn't take itself seriously, that can, you know, break tropes and make fun of it and be a little bit more meta about it. That led to us having fun on set, which hopefully translates to the audience. Well, you seem like fun people, and it was lovely talking to you. (laughs) Um, Ellie and Tony, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Our next two guests play Eric and Kit, Dempsey Brick and Ruby Cruz. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us, Hunter. Uh, I would love to know a little more about your characters in Willow. I play Eric, who's a prince, Kit's twin brother. Um, he, he he just loves a good time. He's a ray of sunshine. He's a puppy dog. He's 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 a romantic, and um, just he just wants everybody to be happy. Aww. And then Kit, I am Kit, and Kit is she's a princess. She's a warrior princess, a badass princess. She's very strong and opinionated, and she is a ray of moonlight, and she is a temperamental cat. And just wants everybody to be unhappy. To be very upset. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I got a chance to watch the entire show, and I, I love what? your characters. Um, yeah, I know. It's great. It's a great show, seriously. Um, <laughs> very believable as twins on screen. How did you go about like bonding with each other off screen? What was your process? <laughs> Oh, it was a processless process in that it was it was immediate and totally yeah, accidental. It was so immediate. Like the first FaceTime we ever had. Oh, actually, no, we sent an Ruby sent an email to me. Just I sent an email say, hi, I'm going to be your brother. And Ruby sent back basically my personal mantra, which I'd never shared with anyone. And it was <laughs> her like subject line. What did I even what was it? Oh, expect greatness. I yeah, said, I signed my name with expect greatness. Ruby. Yeah, it was. And you were like. What? And, and freaking out, sending me like 10 emails back. I feel like yeah. these three. And then we FaceTimed and it was immediately like, yeah, I know you. We're twins. In a past life. And actually the first time that we ever like hung out in LA, we were at a store and the cashier had our, our ID cards, like with our different last names and birthdays. <laughs> and he looks up, he's like, you guys are twins, aren't you? And we were like, yeah, we are. We are actually. twins, and actually. It's like. I'd know because I have a twin. <laughs> I'm so certain. <laughs> he was smart guy. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, I told I totally buy it. Uh, you guys as twins. Um, okay. Are you two ready to take on the insider five? Born ready. Personally, yeah. <laughs> Expect greatness. Okay. First question. <laughs> what is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? 
I was obsessed with the movie Tarzan growing up. I loved every little bit about it. I wanted to be Tarzan and I loved the soundtrack, I think more than anything. And I would play the songs on a CD-ROM in my car. And every time that You'll Be In My Heart would fade out at the end, I remember getting so upset with my mom for turning it down. And she'd be like, it's just fading out. It's just fading out. It's it's gonna come back on soon. And I would, I would yeah, I'd listen to that over and over again. Uh, Toy Story. I thought I was both about you. <laughs> you thought you were. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. If you could only ride one ride all day at any Disney park, what would that ride be? Magic Mountain. Is that one? That's Music not- Mountain? What is it? What? <laughs> Ma- Space Mountain, Mountain, perhaps? Space Mountain. Space Mountain, for yeah, sure. I would ride that with you. I would ride that with you. Okay. I like the car. Great though. choice. Okay. It's Disney karaoke night. What Ooh. song do you sing? You're welcome. Sung by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh my God. I'll sing that. I'll be the ad libs <laughs> in the back of that. Hey, thank you. Dwayne. Wait. Great. Moana. <laughs> love it. Okay, similar, you're invited to a Disney-themed costume party. Who or what do you dress as? I dress as Kit from Willow. <laughs> I would also dress as Kit from Willow. <laughs> okay, perfect. And a final question. Which Disney character has the best life advice, and what is it? I think I am Iron Man. It's not exactly advice, but just a claim of what you are, despite <laughs> what everyone wants to hear is important. I like that. And... I'm Spider-Man was like the biggest influence of With great my power and responsibility. I can think of like so many. I feel like I'm thinking about, I like the commentary that Wally makes on taking care of the planet. Ooh, I like that. And I think it's kind of thematically relevant, I suppose. Well, thanks for joining us to talk about Willow and for taking on the Insider Five. Thank you so Thank much you for having us. That's our show. Willow is now streaming on Disney Plus, so you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes. Subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code ELORA. The code expires January 10th, 2023 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Limit one redemption per account. While you're there, Don't forget to link your Disney Movie Insiders and Disney Plus accounts to earn bonus points every month just for being a subscriber. Offer subject to expiration. Membership is required. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next year, Insiders, with more Disney Movie Magic.